Yes, it is. That's a hard act to follow. But I was glad that the kids were, you know, they came and they sang and they're so cute because actually I'm going in a totally different direction this morning. Um, we're actually going to talk about one part of the Christmas story that a lot of times on Christmas, a lot of churches just skip over it. And the reason is that it's PG-13 for, for violence and disturbing content. Uh, so, yes, I'm glad that the kids were cute so that you were all uplifted be, um, because we're going to look at King Herod's um, killing of the in innocent children in his attempt to get rid of the Christ child. And so, yes, on Christmas night, the angels sang, you know, peace on earth, goodwill to men. But then shortly later, um, we read about Herod. And, and I... I understand it's, it's Christmas. It's supposed to be a happy occasion, and it is. But we skip that part, I think, sometimes because we want Christmas to be an escape, an escape from the violence of the world, of the difficulty and suffering of the world. And I understand that reaction, but when we do that, we actually obscure the radical nature of God's love, a radical nature of God's love that actually enters into the violence and the suffering of the world and defeats it from the inside out. And so when we skip over that and we just want Christmas to be an escape, we lose the fact that some Christmases we are hurting. Some Christmases we're in mourning, and some Christmases like over, you know, someone prayed for Ukraine, the Christmas spirit, not going to help with the bombs fall. Well, we worship a God who doesn't just, you know, say, oh, you know, that I'll give you some nice thoughts to think to escape from that. No, Jesus, the baby, he enters into the violence of the world. And so it can speak to us, not just when things are all nice and all the families getting along and we have the warm cocoa. No, the Christmas is good news even when we're hurting, even when there's violence in the world. It's that good. So yes, that's what we're going to look at today. And it's a part of our series, A Story Bigger Than Our Own. And the Christmas story is a part of a larger story told by Matthew in, in the Gospel of Matthew. It's the first book of the New Testament. And last week we talked about how Matthew showed us that Jesus' birth um, with the visit of the wise men from afar, the magi from afar, showed that the Christmas story is a gift for the whole world. It's a story bigger than any one nation or one people because these magi, they came and they worshipped the new king. But as we also mentioned last week, not everyone thought that a new king, a new savior was good news. Uh, Herod, the current king at the time, didn't like the fact that, wait, there's a new king, but I'm king. And especially when it was insinuated, well, he's not only the new king, he's the real king, the one we've been waiting for. And as we spoke about last week, that because of who Jesus is, he is the newborn king, the son of God, that you have one of two reactions. And one is what the Magi did, the wise men, they came and they worshiped this child. But the other reaction, that's what we're going to look at today, is Herod's reaction, and that is 
you go to war against this child. Because if there's only one king and you want to be king, if there's only one God and you want to be God, then you're going to fight against the one who is the true God and true king. And that's, we see that in our world. We see the violence continuing as people continue to fight against God. So yes, right after the wise men gave Jesus their gold, frankincense, and myrrh, they go back to their land another way, and Herod realizes, hey, the wise men didn't come back and report to me, and he flies off the handle. He goes on a killing spree. And so I'm going to read the scripture. It's Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. It says, now when the wise men had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. So this level of violence is disturbing. But again, it speaks to the fact that Jesus came to a violent world. And, and we understand that our, our world is violent, violent, there's sin, there's injustice. And the problem is, is you know, yes, we like Christmas to be that escape where we're not really thinking about that. Um, but for some, and in, in some years, Christmas can just make things worse. I mean, if you're mourning the loss of a loved one, and that comes up, and Christmas, you miss that person, that hurts. Not only that, but let's face it, if, if you've tried to find a parking spot, you know, in the mall at this time of year. I mean, that, you do, ex you experience violence. Um, people yelling at you and uh, all of that stuff. Uh, but there's stress, too. You know, there's just the stress of this time. Um, and again, we might want that escape. But then we turn on the news and we realize that, wait, there's people in other parts of the world who there's war going on, right? Ukraine and, and other places. And this is why the real and raw story of Herod's violence, it speaks to the real situation of our fallen world. So the, you know, the Christmas story, it's not just a hyped up Hallmark movie where, again, there's soft lights and warm cocoa. 
yes, sometimes we, pre we prefer the, the frivolity of Santa and his elves and the soft glow of lights because they distract us from the violence of that real world. But again, the Christmas story, it's not about escape from reality and thinking of fairy tales. It's about realizing, wait a minute, we worship a God, we follow a God who enters into our situation, who actually understands loss, who understands pain, who actually understands running for his life. Amazing. Because we see here that the Son of God enters into this violent world, and as a baby, he was hunted for the slaughter. And then as an adult, we know that the violence and sin of the world caught up to Jesus, and he died a torturous death. And the Savior of the world, he takes on the violence, the sin, and the injustice of the world, but then he rises in victory over these things. He defeats them from the inside out. And then he offers victory to any who would follow him. So Christmas is a story. God enters in to the violent and bloody world. And he defeats sin and suffering from the inside out. And that's good news. It is good news because we will all suffer sometime in this world. There's real suffering, as I mentioned. But this entering into, into our situation, entering into the world and into the violence, it's a testament to his love. Uh, the Williams read uh, the scripture, uh, Romans chapter 5. It was read, you know, when we, the, the Advent wreath was lit. And it tells us that Christ died for us, that God proves his love for us in this, that while we were st still sinners, Christ died for us. Real love is self-sacrificial. If you love someone, you will go into Violence. You will go into suffering because you love that person. This year, I heard of a couple examples of this. Um, uh, first of all, there was a, a, a young mother named uh, Angelie Gomez uh, in Uvalde, Texas. I think we have uh, pictures of, of these two women I want to talk about today. Uh, examples of love will run into violence for the loved one. Um, Angelique Gomez in Uvalde, Texas, you know, there was that terrible shooting there. And when she got there, her kids were inside and she ran inside. They, they had to tackle her. They handcuffed her because she didn't care that, that there was fire, that uh, shots were ringing out. She was running in. And then, and then as soon as they let her, uh, took the handcuffs off, she ran back in. And she actually helped some, uh, a, a classroom come out. You see, true love runs into violence, doesn't care. The other woman uh, picture there, uh, her name is Michaela Vish. Uh, this, was in, uh, this was last year, 2021, in, in Michigan. Her house caught fire, and her four children were inside. And so she ran inside the burning building multiple times to save her children sustained burns over 70% of her body. You see, love runs into violence. Love runs into suffering and pain because that's what true love does. And these mothers, they're an example of that. And they help us realize, wait, God demonstrates his love for us in this, that he died for us. 
that he ran into this burning building we call the world. The violence that was shown the, 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 in the young child's life. God runs into that. Again, Romans 5, 8 through, 8 through 10 says, God shows his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we now have been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we're reconciled shall we be saved by his life. God loves us, and he showed his love for us. And that's why we shouldn't skip over these parts of the scripture. Yeah, I mean, a couple of my pastor friends are like, you're preaching on that on, on the, the week before Christmas? Well, yes, because it demonstrates God's love. We don't escape. We don't need an, another escape, a thing to not think, not think about the violence of the world. We need to be saved from it. And that's what Christ has done. And I know there's some who might be objecting and, and saying, you know, well, okay, I get it. But how can Jesus be love and peace, and that's a couple of our Advent candles. Is, you know, today we, we did the love candle, and then a couple weeks ago that was the peace candle. We said, well, how can Jesus be love and peace when, you know, Jesus, he's caused bloodshed, like in a sense that, that Herod, he killed babies looking for Jesus, and in the centuries since, people have killed in Jesus' name. We know that this has happened. And so we must separate God's plan of peace with people's reactions to it. Again, God is not responsible for Herod's reaction. God is not responsible for people who have fought over the Prince of Peace in the centuries since. No, the, the angel told Joseph that this child will be called Emmanuel, God with us. Uh, they, they proclaimed that this new king would be born, that God would be near. Some people's reaction to that is, well, I don't want God to be near. I don't want God with us. I don't want God to be king. I want to be king. I want to be tops. And we see that with Herod. Herod says, oh, this isn't something to embrace. This is something to fight against. So we must separate, you know, God's plan and what he does with people's reactions to it. Because Christmas means that God is showing his love. He's making peace with us, even though we've rebelled and fight against his ways. And God's love, his peace is meant to enter into our hearts and change us from the inside out. We're supposed to receive of God and his love and his self-sacrifice. And what we receive, we're to give that. Because we have been forgiven much, because we've been shown great love by God, that is meant to fill us so that then it flows into other people. Freely we've received, so freely we give. And that is why, again, when we, we, we need to realize the radical nature of God's love. Because he calls us to love others radically as well. It's a part of this Christmas gift. Is it's a gift that's made to fill us and then flow out of us into other people. Now that being said, there's still violent people in the world. People who are not at peace with God, not at peace with themselves, not at peace with others. Herod was one such man. And you turn on the news, there's countless other men today who live a lifestyle of violence. 
And so some might be thinking, yeah, so we can have all the peace we want with God, but there's still violent people in the world. So how? How can we have peace now? It's good that I have peace with God in eternity, but what about right now? What about this Christmas? Well, we must remember that eternity includes now. <laughs> eternity is not just a thing later. Like right now, this moment is a part of eternity. And so if we have peace with God now, I mean, if we have peace with God in eternity, we have peace with God now. And that means that God and our relationship with God, it's not just, well, God came, you know, in Jesus uh, 2,000 years ago, and that was nice. No, we have a God who has proved in Jesus that he enters into our world. He enters into our suffering, and that includes now, because now is a part of eternity. So that, like Joseph, if it's not your time to go, God will protect you. He warned Joseph in a dream so that the violence would not overcome him. God is still active in the world. He still will uh, enter into our situations and speak to us and heal us and change our circumstances as he did with Joseph and Mary and, and had them run away and warned them. And there's many testimonies in our congregation of God intervening. Again, was mentioned Chris Swedberg, you know, 10 years ago. Seemed like, nope, she's, she's gone, <laughs> she's done, she's gone, for, she's gone for. But she's not, she's here praising God with us because God is a God who still enters into situations. He's not a God who's aloof. He proved that in Jesus. Now, I know some might be thinking, okay, yeah, I kind of get that, but we don't know when it's our time. That, that there's plenty of other instances where, well, that person wasn't spared violence. That person went through violence, or that person wasn't healed. That person died. So we don't know if it's, you know, when it's our time. So what do we do? How can God be peace? How can we have peace in our hearts now this Christmas when we don't know? Well, when you, when you don't know something, you focus on what you do know. So yeah, you might not know, well, is, is, am I going to last till tomorrow? None of us knows our time. So we focus on what we do know, and that's when we focus on the true gift of Christmas, that God has entered into our situation, that he proved his love in Christ, that we have peace with God eternally, so that no matter what happens in this moment, we have God's peace, his presence, and his purpose to last for eternity. Jesus said, don't fear those who can kill the body. Fear those who also have power over your soul. And so, yes, God can enter into our situations. But even if he doesn't enter into this moment, he has entered into time. He's entered into our history so that Eternally, we have peace with God. Eternally, we have God's love. And that gift is meant to shine in those times of darkness, shine in those times where we are suffering, shine on those Christmases that we wish it really wasn't Christmas. That's when the, the truth, wait a minute, God loves us so much that he enters into that. 
when you feel alone or you feel that no one understands your pain or your suffering, you know, wait a minute, God understands. He, he's not a God who's aloof. He's a God who, his, his son was running for his life. His son gave his life. And let that love inform not just eternity, but this moment. So if you want true love in Christmas this year, it's the gift that God has given through his son. So if you're hurting this Christmas, you don't need a Christmas escape. You don't have to pretend that everything is all right. Because I know there's some that you think, well, it's Christmas, so I got to pretend like everything is all right. No, you don't. Because this, in the Bible, the scriptural story, yes, there was a night of joy and everything, but then not later, much later, there was pain, there was suffering. So don't, why do you feel like you have to pretend everything's all right? God entered into our world, our, the violence of the world, the sin and the suffering, so that he could defeat it from the inside out. So it's okay if you're not okay this Christmas. In fact, that is a part of the Christmas gift. Jesus came for those of us who aren't okay. He came for sinners, for those who are suffering. And again, he didn't just wave a magic wand over all of these things. He entered into and experienced the pain, the suffering, and the violence. And he did it because he loves you. He loves you. Yeah, it's, it, it's sad to think that our world is burning down. It's crazy and it's violent. There's bombs falling out of the parts of this world. But we can still rejoice because God has run into that. And he saves us for himself or for eternity. And so, you think, yeah, that's kind of a... So don't let... The pain of this world, the loss, anything that you're experiencing, don't, don't shove it away. Don't pretend. Don't escape from it. Grab it and lift it up to God. Lift it up to him. He's experienced. He knows it. He doesn't want you to escape from it. He doesn't want you to run from it. He wants to redeem it. That's why he died. So this Christmas, receive all that God has for you. Receive all that he has. And again, it's not just warm and fuzzies. It's redemption. It's entering in and defeating all of those things from the inside out that, that yeah, you want to forget about. No, he's, he's defeated that. He's redeemed it. And so during our last song, our time of, of, of singing and praise, I want you to go deep with God. If you need me to pray with you, I will. But I really want you to go to God and take him up on all of the Christmas goodness that he's given. Again, the stuff that, yeah, you don't want to say it in front of everybody. But God already knows. Give it to him. And, and, and just... 
Just see what he does. Because he understands pain, he understands violence. But he also understands victory over those things so that we can rejoice this Christmas. We can rejoice. Again, not with fancy, fake things, but rejoice that something that was broken, something that was burning, has now been made anew, has been now been given new life, redemption. Let's pray. Dear God, we are so grateful for who you are. We're grateful that we don't have to pretend. Holy Spirit, move in this place. There are many who are mourning. There are many who are suffering. There are many who have undergone trauma from violence and abuse. So God, I pray that you would enter in now. Enter into our hearts. Lord, we lift up to you all the pain and the suffering of this world and put it into your hands. Lord, the hands that were stretched out on the cross. And we ask you to enter in and bring healing, Lord. Bring healing to those. Lord, as we lift these things up, would your Holy Spirit fill us with the true joy of Christmas, the true peace and love that you showed. God, do that among us and in us so that this Christmas we are experiencing a, a Christmas of freedom, of true release and redemption. Lord, thank you, and we rejoice in these things. We rejoice, God, even in the midst of sorrow because you have won victory over it. Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.